So we're going to be reacting to five budgeting hacks I learned from a friend that helped me save an extra $1,000 a month. So for most of my life, the idea of setting and sticking to a budget seemed impossible. I'd make a draft of how much I wanted to spend for the month ahead, have a loose plan, and end up forgetting about the budget a few days later. One of my biggest goals for 2021 was to get over that bad habit and take budgeting more seriously. I researched the other people's best tricks and tips using a budget worksheet, putting money in envelopes for the month, paying for things, just cash, etc. But I found myself so weary that any of those approaches would stick with me. I brought this up to a friend of mine who is a mother of three kids and prides herself on being true. To her budget. She sat me down and showed me her process and set me away with five techniques that I've put into place this year. The result, I've stayed on budget every month this year and even found ways to save an extra $1,000 a month. So here's what has worked for me, inspired by that friend's worthwhile advice. Number one, be realistic. One of the biggest mistakes I routinely made when I tried to budget was vowing to spend a certain amount each month that just was not realistic. It was always at least 25% less than what I had spent in the months before. Rather than try to fix two habits, overspending and not sticking to a budget, my friend taught me to pick one goal at a time. Setting a budget that is in line with your current spending is a good way to get on track and organized. After that, you can adjust the budget to reduce spending in certain categories to help you save more. I not only did that, but I also made sure to plan my budget around what I knew would pop up that month, every single month. The amount I budget to spend varies. Some months I spend more save less, and others I do the reverse. Number two, update it regularly. The art of creating a budget is not only a process, it's also something that can be super time consuming. Even if you use someone else's budget worksheet, you still have to adjust categories based on what applies to you and also audit your spending so you know how to make the plan personalized for you. Once I put in the hard work there, I usually found that I abandoned the budget a few days later. Instead, updating my budget and tracking my spending have now become a daily practice. Every night after dinner, I sit down with my Excel spreadsheet and write down what I spend that day and sulk in how my spending for the month is looking. This helps me by being more aware and in tune with what's going on financially and not get surprised or shocked at the end of the week by any purchases I didn't plan properly for. Now, what I want to say about this, right? Personally, what I would suggest to basically anyone who ends up stumbling upon this is that the best thing you could actually do is go to Walmart or your like local store near you that is super cheap, right? And get like one of those like $1 tiny little notebooks that can literally fit inside your pocket. And the reason why I say that you should go and get that because it's like only like a dollar, 
right? Or if you want it to look a little bit more pretty, you can spend a little bit more money. So it'd be like a dollar and fifty cents. Oh my god, right? But the reason why I suggest you want to get something like that is because writing down how much you spend on what you spent basically helps like ingrain it or engrave it into your brain. Like, whoa, I'm spending how much money on what? Well, I spent like three hundred bucks last month on. Energy drinks, what? And it's going to make you realize, like, whoa, what the hell am I doing with my money, right? Like, it's actually very important to really define clearly. By the way, that was a German Shepherd. Clearly, what you spent, when you spent it, and how you spent it. And you should really, like, every single day, just write down what you spent your money on, right? Especially if you're just starting out and like just starting a budget, and this is like the same principle as to like if you're trying to lose weight, right? The only way to really understand on like how to lose weight, if that's your goal, is to first understand what are you even eating every single day. Like, what is the average that you're eating, right? Like, or how many times are you eating, or what type of food are you actually eating, or how many times are you actually stuffing crap in your face? Right. Number three, it's okay to move money around. I always thought the secret to staying on budget was making sure you stayed very strict. And according to my friend, the opposite is true. It's okay to look at your spending week by week and see what categories need to be adjusted. Let's say you overspend in your dining category, but you have been underspending in your clothing category. You can move money from one category to the other. I sit down every Sunday and move allocated money around based on my spending needs for that month. The lesson: stay strict, stay strict with the amount you've budgeted for that month, but be more casual about where exactly that money is going. And I can understand that, right? Because, for instance, let's say that you're typically a person who likes to go out every single weekend, right? But let's just say that for some reason, this month. All the people that you typically end up hanging out with on the weekend ends up basically being busy, meaning you have excess cash just sitting around in your hangout budget or like your you know having fun budget, right? That might go more into maybe groceries if you want to spend a little bit more on groceries or all that kind of stuff, right? So it's just something to really think about. Number four, plan for unexpected expenses. I never had an emergency category. In my budget, so whenever something happened that I didn't plan for—a health bill, a home repair, etc.—I would get frustrated and abandon the budget. While we can't predict what might happen during the month, putting aside a few hundred dollars for any pop-up or last-minute expenses can help you stay true to your budget. Since I've been doing that, it's allowed me to feel less pressure and anxiety if something happens that I didn't plan for. I just pull the money from that emergency category and supplement the rest of that expense from my general emergency savings account. So another way to kind of like look at this, right, is that I use myself as an example. I have dogs, and these dogs tend to end up getting into situations that could potentially cause them to need to go. To the vet, 
I never know when they will need to go to the vet, but I do know that they are most likely going to have to go to the vet because of something that they did, causing them to potentially end up in a bad situation, right? This could be running into a forest where there's like bears, wild pigs, coyotes, all that kind of stuff, right? Or it could be something where they are very addictive in personality to where, let's say that they get a little bug bite on their booty and they start licking it and then they start licking their hair off their butt. Then they start licking their skin, causing it to bruise or bleed and all that kind of stuff, causing them to need to go to the vet for antibiotics and medicine and possibly a cone to stop them from licking their butt. So even though I may not know, when they will need to go to the vets, I can pretty much understand that at some point they will need to go to the vet due to them having the habit of having to go and do something that's going to cause them to go to the vet. But I don't know how much it's going to cost really ever, right? It could be a few dollars, it could be a few hundred dollars, or it could even be a few thousand dollars depending on what they end up getting into. Huskies, what do you know? Right, but this is why I personally buffer certain accounts with a little bit more money so that I have this planned so that I will never ever go into debt for a vet bill, and that's something that you need to understand as well. And number five, learn to say no. So, having a budget allows you to. In- allows you to know how much you can spend that month on everything from groceries to activities with friends. Having this sort of structure has allowed me to know in advance what I can say yes to and what I have to decline. It's made it much easier for me to say no to things in advance. Whether... Dog, if you want to come over here, come over here. Come here, little baby. It's made it much easier for me to say no to things in advance whether events happy hours or weekend travel if i didn't put it in and i can't make it work that month by cutting back spending in other categories it's a no this has helped me save money throughout the year and not give in to extra expenses that are nice to have but not must haves by the way also a side note one of my dogs speaking on the whole unexpected expenses i had to go get a mixture of hydrogen peroxide and also antiseptic antifungal spray which you know combine you know maybe like 10 bucks not that much right but it's to fix an issue where somehow he damaged his balls what do you know right you don't really ever expect that your dog is going to somehow harm his own balls unexpected expense not that much easy to fix, but I never thought in my life that I'd be fixing balls. So go figure. So if you want to learn how to get out of debt, go to 40 and feel free to give your thoughts. Hey, this podcast is sponsored by our personal finance courses. So if you have problems with mastering your money and you need help, go down below and learn how to master your money and This is a plan that anyone of any income level can follow. It is simple and easy to follow for any income level in any situation. And it's very straight to the point.
And if you want to learn how to make money online, go down below as well. And we'll see you in future episodes.